0: welcome to shortcut the sunday i'm ben i'm bruce and this is your podcast for october 23rd 2022 the 12th sunday after pentecost in year c proper 25 and we are coming to you not live on behalf of holy family episcopal church in fishers indiana bruce how are you doing today i'm doing okay just okay I'll Well, will okay. it was an, it was it was an, it was a it was a Okay. <laughs> oh, like a cool daddy. Oh, yeah, exactly. I gotcha, I yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I can't relate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's before my time, man. Um, <laughs> That's it. It's very true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, October 23rd, uh, 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 Halloween uh, um, events are going on uh, right now. Yeah. Do, I, do we have anything? Relating to that, going on, that we might want to you know draw some attention to for the church, sure. Or,
1: or... we have the the tabletop trunk or treat where <clears throat> people on, um, oh, darn, my I just exited my calendar, but it's the Friday before Halloween, October mm. 29th, anyway. Um, it's on the website holyfamilyfishers.org. Yes. And the good part that I do know is we get to hand out candy, Ooh. but we are asked to sign up in advance so that there are enough tables set up for us to, if we want, decorate the tables, decorate ourselves, and be ready to have a good time for a couple hours with kids coming through trick or treating through the parish hall.
0: Got it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so just imagine a whole trunk's worth. Of candy is what we're talking about, right? Pretty much. Well, depending on how big your trunk is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're a baby <laughs> elephant,
1: probably more than that.
0: <laughs> all, right, all right. If you're a
1: 1920 starlet
0: on the Queen Mary, probably less than that. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the, the trunk and space balls uh, uh, where they're, <laughs> they're dragging through the desert. <laughs> OK, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 who I am. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else do we have going on? I mean, uh, 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 Halloween. Sure. Sure. Great. Sure. But uh, uh, anything we else? have
1: a, a really cool adult book study at 9 a.m. on Sundays, part mm-hmm. of the um, formation time for all ages that we're looking at a book written by Archbishop Desmond Tutu and his daughter Ooh. about the need for forgiveness. Both <laughs> for individuals and for the world at large, and it's a it's an easy read but wonderfully intense. And yeah, loaded. and people can participate without um, reading ahead or anything. Hmm. We'll have some summary sheets ready, but it's the Book of Forgiveness is the name. If anyone um, suddenly goes, "Ooh, I want to play that," yeah, and you can come fully equipped this coming Sunday. We're reading the
0: introduction and. The first chapter ahead of time. Oh, fantastic. Very good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, as always, there's lots of other things going on at the church. Uh, holyfamilyfishers.org as the address to go check out the calendar and uh, some information about what is uh, happening and what you can do to help on any number of things. So uh, please come. Yeah. Come pay us a visit. Um, uh, with... That though, I think we're gonna go ahead and move over to the this day in church history. I think you should say it with an echo chamber. This day in church history, thank you, thank you. Yes, that's what I wanted. Gotcha, (laughs) Duck Dodgers and the 20. Oh, yeah, yeah, again, that's who I am. Uh, so (laughs) this day in church history. Uh, We go, uh, we start here in 877, the death of Ignatius. I believe this is Saint Ignatius, Patriarch of Constantinople. Uh, He had held the position twice during a period of turmoil over icons. I love this, uh, this additive in this, uh, uh, this piece right here, though. It just says in in parentheses, he endorsed icons. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) How insightful. <laughs> right? Not wrong, right? Not not, not a wrong thing to say. Right. But also, okay. And? <laughs> yeah, so what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I thought that was uh, a little funny. Uh, 1385, the University of Heidelberg is founded in Germany with approval of Pope Urban VI as a college of the Sis- Sister sistercian order wow sister sister sistercian c- c- start it with sisis. C-
1: sisterian
0: yeah yeah okay all right sure That may i feel fully confident about how i said that um ready to go on jeopardy there we go what is sistercian uh 1641 in retaliation for numerous abuses by Protestant overlords, Irish Catholics massacre some English Protestant settlers. Uh, the result is a bitter war in which both sides commit, will commit atrocities and the hatreds developed here will smolder for centuries. And still do. And and still do. Yeah, there's still there's still a fair amount of that. Uh, very sad to say. Um 1685, Judge George Jeffries, say that three times fast, has an <laughs> Anabaptist, has the Anabaptist Elizabeth the Gaunt burned to death for sheltering a man involved in the Rye House plot, which uh, I'm learning here is apparently an attempt to kill uh, the king of England. Yeah. So. So that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can. Hey. I suppose I understand why. Mm hmm. So. Um, Treason and murder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not great. <laughs> not great. 1819 uh, uh, Hiram Bingham, uh, Asia Thurston and other missionaries sail for. And I I didn't know this was a place. The Sandwich Islands. I didn't know this. Oh, yeah. yeah. In Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, to undertake what will be a successful evangelistic uh, uh, work. So um, I'm going to can I like is is the, are the Sandwich Islands everything that I'm imagining they would be, or am I going to be let down?
1: You'll be let down. I mean, they're it's it's more of a tropical paradise than a deli. Yuck. Um.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> um, let's let's see here. Uh, what scroll? Scroll. There we go. 1825. Death at age 33 of plain Uh. How would, how would, let's see here. Pliny would probably be the pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. Pliny Fisk, missionary pioneer. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. (laughs) I thought it was going to be Pliny the Elder. Oh, no, 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 no. Pliny Fisk, uh, missionary pioneer in Syria. He had just begun a regular Arabic Sunday service and had nearly completed an English Arabic dictionary. So I kind of wonder if there's any, um, if there was any, uh, um, Contributions that uh, that, that uh, Pliny Fisk made to what you re- reference uh, uh, all the time. Oh, quite possibly. So that I found that interesting. Yeah. Uh, 1930. Um, under the influence of his mother, Chinese leader Zhang Kai Shek converts yeah. to Christianity, uh, proving once again, after God, the most powerful creature in the <laughs> universe. Is your mother? Um, if saying. you have things in the right order, not everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of nodding heads from mothers out there, I believe. Um, finally, <laughs> finally, he <Yeah>. gets it. <laughs> Um, 1976, death in Sri Lanka of Lactasa del uh, Demel, the first indigenous bis- bishop of the Anglican ch- Church in Sri Lanka what and, year was that again uh, 1976 okay. okay uh and now that does make sense and this last one uh because it there's there's such an interesting story behind it i think um uh, so i'm gonna i'm including it poisoned in 1984 poisoned in his mind by slander i find that phrase fascinating uh, by yes way. um urbano gomez attends a protestant church with his wife in peru unknown to her he has a pistol and knife hidden in a saddlebag intending to kill the pastor. If he shows any sign of inappropriate behavior, he finds that all is decently done. This is the quote from the entry. I don't know what that means. Yeah. And is drawn to give his heart to Christ during the altar call. He will later <laughs> become an evangelist and teacher with heart cry mission. Good golly. <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> But actually, uh, uh, legitimately, it reminded me of a story that I um, has been going around uh, a little bit recently uh, about uh, a guy here in Indiana who had gone to um, uh, a mosque after his yeah. time. Uh, I don't know if you saw that that story after his time mm-hmm. at, at, uh, in. I think it was the Marines. Um, I think well. Um...
1: Marines are army, but yeah, he was in a infantry type
0: unit. Yeah. Uh, And had gone with the full intention of, of uh, creating uh, like finding an excuse to commit uh, murder and multiple. Yeah. uh, At this point in time, I think he's like an elder within the mosque or something. Yeah. They, the,
1: he says the love with which he was
0: greeted converted him. Yeah. So how about that? So yeah. Anyways, that, that that one in particular reminded me of that story that I'd read, and I thought that was uh, quite fascinating. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's the uh, that's it for this day in church history. Re re re. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's move on to actual, uh, like early, earlier church history. Um, Today, we're going to our first reading comes from the book of Sirach. Uh, that is very different from Siracha, not related. Um and <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It came to me. I already yeah, read it. I regret it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, everyone. Uh <laughs> Chapter 35, verse 12 through 17. Give to the most high as he has given to you and as as generously as you can afford for the Lord is the one who repays and he will repay you sevenfold. Do not offer him a bribe for he will not accept it and do not rely on a dishonest sacrifice for the Lord is the judge and with him there is no partiality. He will not show partiality to the poor, but he will listen to the prayer of one who is wronged. He will not ignore the supplication of the orphan. Or the widow when she pours out her complaint. Um Siroc. We don't get to read from uh Siroc very much. No, and it's a fascinating book. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not tell just me more. because of
1: its spiciness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Spicy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Um it's it's from the section that we as um, semi-protestants the episcopal church basically sits between the catholic and orthodox traditions and the protestant traditions mm-hmm. and the orthodox and catholic traditions have this book as part of their bible okay the the protestant traditions do not the episcopal church and the anglican church in england and beyond It is in what we call the Apocrypha of the Bible. Right. Uh, And the quick story behind that, which I've said before, so I'll say it really fast, is that during the Protestant Reformation, the translators of the Bible into English and other European languages went to um, the local synagogue, asked for a Hebrew Bible, translated from that, saw books like this were not in it, And so said, they're not going to be in our Bibles either. Hmm. Whereas the Roman Catholics, Orthodox, they had gotten their copy, so to speak, and that's a gross exaggeration, of the Hebrew scriptures before the um, Jewish tradition went through a winnowing out of what should really be in the Bible or not. Mm-hmm. And so technically the Apocrypha is the ori- is part of the original Bible as um, written for the Jewish tradition. But um, after a couple hundred years, Jewish tradition, yeah, we, I don't think we want these books. Hmm. Uh, so this particular book, I can understand why. Oh, yeah. Uh, How come? It's full of good stuff. But... It's very hard to find any really, really, really old, um, for lack of a better term, short, you short end, really, really old Old Testaments that include it. Mm, okay. Some some have a few chapters. The Dead Sea Scrolls have um, parts of it, but the earliest complete set we can find uh, is from around the nine hundreds. Hmm and that doesn't mean it was written in the 900s but it does mean that it probably had some at the very least copying problems and maybe even some editorial shifts
0: okay so,
1: so there it's fascinating to look through it and if you have a good bible or Um, analysis of the book, there are all sorts of fascinating footnotes and saying, we really don't know what this is, or here's another way this has been found. And Mm -hmm. um, It really goes after as a theme how are we supposed to live our daily lives. And so that's one of the reasons it holds such a fascination, because it gives, it was probably originally written very close to the time of Jesus, probably a little bit before. Mm -hmm. And so it gives us within the bible one of the most accurate windows into judaism at the time of jesus's birth
0: Hmm. okay um yeah i mean when, when you think about uh, uh books that uh, books in the bible that aren't uh, uh maybe given much attention and especially i would count the apocrypha there as well because oh, yeah. yeah. obviously it's it's is it included is it not included in a way kind of up up, up for debate so um right but this is this is a 35 p- chapter you know book i mean this is it's a chunk of pages that's a lot yeah 100 percent. that's a, you know that's a that's the so the idea that um um it's out there and we don't you know we don't ever play in this sandbox very much <laughs> Is is kind of kinda of weird that there'd be this that big of a of a potential gap. Well and okay. I gotta correct one thing here. Nope. It, no, I said everything perfect, I'm
1: sure. 50, <laughs> 51 chapters.
0: Fifty one. Yeah well, yeah, I said thirty-five because that's where we're in. Yeah. You know, so we know it's so at least, at 35. least thirty-five. Right. But yeah, it's it's a lot. It's almost like living life is complicated <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well said I mean so 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 here we are in like essentially you know the 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 back half of the book I guess um but um uh, and and where we're where do we find ourselves is, is is let me let me start with this question actually uh, first how is the book written because it it seems as though it's written more like a psalm than it is like a a a yeah one of one of the uh, story style based uh, uh, writings of the Old Testament. Yeah, there's no narrative really within it. It's
1: um, yeah, you it could. It, it's very similar to the Book of Psalms that way, but it's even closer to the Book of Proverbs.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Where mm-hmm.
1: it's it's part of the body of wisdom literature, mm. where you know, that people are trying to, to hold on to the smartest things they want to pass along to further generations. So a lot you know, a lot of people summarize it as this was the school book. okay but, um, you know, probably for you know teenagers and maybe young teenagers, but um, it was it was designed to be read, at key points in one's life to see
0: how should I live my life? Hmm. Okay. Okay. That's a, that's an interesting, that that's an interesting thing to think about though. Uh, as far as its use goes, that's uh, it's not something that we would necessarily, that we necessarily point out very much at all uh, that it, it, it instructional and would be, would have been instructional for kind of more of an age group, which is kind of interesting.
1: Hmm. Huh? Yeah very there,
0: much. yeah it
1: it's it's one of those books in the bible where in part because it's not a narrative you can flip through it and just ha- let a phrase catch your eye and start reading and go wow that's something um
0: mm-hmm. can i give you an example yes please no never mind i changed my mind <laughs> <laughs> chapter
1: 24 verse 30 if one washes after touching a corpse and touches it again, what has been gained by washing?
0: <laughs> Jeepers, mister. That sure does sound <laughs> gross. It sure does, Billy.
1: <laughs> Remember, do all your corpse touching before you wash. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> okay, so you, you gave Jess the reaction, I hoped, because then <laughs> follows the the the, the punchline so if one fasts for his sins and goes again and does the same things who will listen to his prayer and what does he gain by humbling himself okay so yeah that's that's uh so, so yeah the first part got your attention
0: right yeah and the then the second part was like yeah, yeah i'd love to poke bodies down by the river <laughs> whatever oh okay wow, this book really relates to me where I live. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. That's a, wow. That would be a very interesting uh, thought that would to a, have in the back of your head as you're reading through this though, of like, yeah. Of literally a target audience here. Uh, and, and what does that, what does that then do? Interesting. Yeah, That's fascinating. Uh, yeah.
1: And it's, it's, Well, I don't have to keep giving a sales pitch on it, but maybe I do. It's like you say, it's a shame we don't get to spend more time in this sandbox because it just grabs you, grabs me again and again. Yeah.
0: uh, I can see why. I can see why.
1: yeah. Yeah. So that's one reason that we'll be having it this Sunday. We had a couple different choices and. To me, it was very easy to say. Well, I don't know what Sirax is saying, but let's get it.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like I like the thought. Um, <clears throat> uh, we might as well touch here on um, the use of the word sevenfold. Uh, it, for some, it might be obvious. For for others, maybe less so. Uh, seven being a perfect number, so uh, right. Uh, uh, that's the reason why the Lord repays. Uh, yeah, it's, sevenfold. It's, it can even be interpreted as
1: um, infinity. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> um,
0: that's interesting. Okay. Well, because God has everything. Yeah. No. I'm just. I'm just thinking that that's interesting that um that such a concept would have existed back then. Considering, like, one would think infinity is more of like a modern, or at least I do, uh, more of a modern mathematical concept. I'm pretty Um, sure the Greek, the ancient Greeks had it. Oh, did did they? I, I I don't claim to be a smart modern. person, (laughs) 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 So that's entirely possible. (laughs) Um, okay. All right. Well then sure. Prove me wrong on this podcast. All right. That's all right. (laughs) That's my job. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, and it's my job to be wrong. That's, that's how I look at it. Um, I do think it's kind of interesting, uh, though, and maybe it's just like uh, now it reads different. Though, oh my goodness, I was wrong. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me. Well, okay, it
1: depends who you want to believe on the internet. Well, not you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Now I see. Yes, is the ancient Greeks that developed the mathematical concept of infinity. Interesting, And what I, of course, since it's the internet, I misread, is that the symbol for infinity was not invented until 1655 oh, by okay. an English mathematician.
0: Well, and that makes
1: sense. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, of course, okay... I went to the University of California, Berkeley. Stanford is the big rival. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy says infinity is a big topic. <laughs> wow, they're smart. They, those them, smart guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad they paid good money for that education. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so also, yes. also, big numbers. <laughs> big numbers are big. <laughs> sorry I forget so, I forget which one we're throwing shade to uh to be honest Stanford Stanford. got it Idiots. Berkeley's the public Berkeley's the public institution <laughs> got it got it got it got it got it okay fantastic um I am I am now that I'm rereading this with that mindset of like what does a teenage kid need to know um yeah because uh, initially I'm sitting here reading verse 14, do not offer him a bribe for he will not accept it. And I'm like, yeah, what, who, who thinks that, like, is that like a, would that be a cultural thing that the, you know, offer your well, God a bribe or.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. That, um,
1: it, In many of the Middle Eastern religions, it, the offering of sacrifices and things like that were, really considers bribes to get God to do what you want the that God to do for you.
0: Mm, okay.
1: And of course the money was pocketed by the staff of that particular temple. Nah. Oh.
0: And <laughs> that, that never happened.
1: Whereas in part of the in a sense, part of the reform of human spirituality that God tried to transition people away from those concepts was that the sacrifices Made to the one true God were simply th- sacrifices of thanksgiving for what has already happened.
0: Hmm. Okay. So, like,
1: you have a child born, you offer a couple pigeons or something. And I think literally, it's <clears throat> a couple pigeons. <clears throat> um, but you don't sacrifice in order to have children, which would have been the the practice in Greece and Rome and Babylonia and stuff like that. Offering a bride, right. Interesting.
0: I suppose that goes along with verse fifteen and do not rely on a dishonest sacrifice. So right, that's literally what you're talking about. Interesting, um, and and it also fourteen also connects
1: closely with thirteen, um, where it, for the Lord is the one who repays and he will pay you sevenfold. God already has everything, mm-hmm. so there's absolutely no reason to offer the one true God a bribe. Okay. There's no, there's nothing you can own, control or offer that God doesn't already own. Gotcha. What what do you give the God who has everything?
0: (laughs) Nothing. Just your heart. There you go. Um, I'm also uh, struck here by um, the, uh, this phrase, uh, he will not show partiality to the poor but he will listen to the prayer of one who is wronged. So it's it's I mean, the last the latter half sound like, oh, yeah, that makes a, a ton, a ton of sense um, of of uh, of it's it's whoever's wronged uh, that that uh, God will care about. But that phrase about he will not show partiality to the poor. It's like, what the, I don't know. Jesus did a lot of like blessed are the poor right. or blessed are you like in a way it kind of seemed like there would be some partiality to the poor
1: yeah and in fact that's a phrase often used in current christian theology that god has a um a preference for the poor and leans that way and history leans that way hmm. so yes it's it's one of those places where we go uh, hmm don't know <laughs> got it yeah um, and it might be to set up the second part so that you suddenly go, wait a minute, because by this time people were frequently hearing God giving partiality to the poor mm-hmm. and to the orphan and widow, as is in the next verse. So listening to the second part, that God will listen to the prayer of one who is wronged is okay. And then... Most yeah, by this time there would have been a very strong theology that people who are poor are not poor because they did something wrong, unlike in earlier times and in other cultures. Hmm. So if someone's poor, there is a good chance someone ripped them off.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's so
1: not not so in this case, the author wants to Emphasize that's not that they're poor; it's because one of you guys down there ripped them off.
0: And and I would imagine that there'd be enough people who have uh, either been poor or poor adjacent that would be like, yeah, that's that's not that's not their you know that's never their fault. Um, uh, that, that yeah, I could that, see to, where it that brings a brings a nuance
1: into that uh, understanding the world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: that again and that's a big part of um Sirach is really getting down to pretty deep layers about how the world works how god functions and how god relates to humanity and how hum humanity is supposed to deal with the world with god and with one another
0: hmm. Hmm. um yeah any anything more about Sirach?
1: um gosh there's so much um could it's this is a good one to look up again remember it's in the apocrypha actually price easiest to find on a computer on the internet because these thoughts continue you know we end at verse 17 um and by let's see where what verse is 21 um the prayer of the humble pierces the clouds and it will not rest till it reaches its goal Hmm. Um, so, you know, the, uh, um, hmm. a- and it, this could have gone well with last week's gospel and will not desist until the most high responds and does justice. Hmm. So it, it really builds on that idea of how God,
0: what's, what does God's justice look like in the world? Yeah. Interesting. Well, let's move on to our psalm for the day. Psalm 84, uh, the first first part of the psalm. Uh, Psalm 84, verse 1 through 7. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, indeed it faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow a nest for herself. Where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Happy are those who live in your house, ever singing your praise, Salah. Happy are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the ways uh, are the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength the God of gods will be seen in Zion. Um, Any background information about uh, uh, Psalm 84? Yeah.
1: um, There are two possibilities here and both could, and both could be true. The first is that it was another one of these Psalms of pilgrimage. Oh, okay. And um, so there's, this um anticipation of what mm. it's going to be like once they get through the wilderness and arrive at the temple there's for various reasons especially after the for the found within the rest of the psalm that this was a uh, psalm for the autumn pilgrimage so it's very seasonal mm. um and uh, part of the festival of booths, which I know the temples and synagogues I drive by right now, off many of them have a booth uh, set up uh, visible from the street for, as part of their observance of, the, of this feast. Hmm. Part two, though, which again doesn't necessarily conflict with that, is that it was a psalm that was used by a group of temple functionaries who were kicked out. Oh, scandal. Yeah. And so that's why it has uh verse two. My soul longs a deed. It faints for the courts of the Lord. Huh. Uh, and the, the, you know, happier, they who live happier, those who live in your house, singing your praise, you know, that that's what this, the author or not the author, but the singer, of this Psalm, the prayer of this Psalm um, has close to their heart is they want to be back in the temple. Mm -hmm. And um, there's, there are a number of Psalms. uh, I'm going to guess a half dozen. That way it doesn't sound like I'm very precise. because I don't think I am with that, that um, have a theme of this, of I used to be at the altar. I no longer am allowed in. I'm not even allowed in the temple. And so we present folks believe that scholars believe that that's the result of a known, um, you know, church politics thing where one group got kicked out. Um, one group of Levites got kicked out, lost their status and were not allowed anymore to function in the temple and how devastating it was. Hmm. Yeah,
0: I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. That is interesting. Um, uh which which makes the next yeah the next line after uh fainting for the course of the lord uh just have this b- b- bitter sorrowness to it exactly. even the sparrow finds a home uh i'm a little conf- uh, uh, uh the swallow and nest for herself where she may lay her young at your altars um it, i'm it kind of <laughs> kind of sounds like the sparrow or the swallow is is sacrificing her own young uh Maybe that's just the way it's translated.
1: (laughs) It's it's probably more like I know. So many big public buildings have a permanent small bird
0: population in them. Mm, Well, okay, I can see that. Yeah, for sure.
1: And and certainly that was the the temple. So um, a lot of folks think that it's that you know even the wild birds get to be in the temple, and I'm not allowed. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, but it also could be a poetic image pun because, uh, pigeons were sacrificed. I don't think sparrows were, but yeah, that, um, this, the sparrows allowed to contemplate in a good way that Mm -hmm. sacrifice and I, who, who used to be the one performing those can't even get in the building. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Um, what about this um, this location that I'm sure I, I butchered the name of uh, Baca, the Valley no, of Baca? No one knows. OK, no one knows anything about it. No one knows
1: anything about it. Of course, lots of people have taken guesses, but that's all they are. There's there's no ancient reference to a place called that. Hmm. Um, they're, so their presumptions that it's a seasonal oasis
0: and okay i could see that in the the way that it's worded okay yeah because it says just for the listeners as they go through the valley of baka they make it a place of springs the early rain also covers it with pools so that which which is one reason they think this is for the autumn festival got it okay yeah interesting um it's relatively short uh, um, uh, portion of the psalm. How long? How long does it go on? Twelve verses. Twelve. Okay, so we could have probably finished it.
1: Yeah. To be, to be honest, and it it gets into more whining though about not getting to be in the temple.
0: <laughs> okay, so we're like, all right, yeah, enough, guys. <laughs> yeah, um, we get it.
1: And, well, and the um we get it, when, You're when, sad <laughs> <laughs> it has it has one of the more famous quotes from psalms for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere oh yeah that is that is a pretty famous uh famous yeah. one yeah but then it winds further i would rather <laughs> i would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my god which is the guy who has to clean the manure off people's feet and stuff oh okay that live in the tents of wickedness. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, my, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I probably huh. don't have to explain that any further.
0: Nope, nope I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Interesting. Um, anything else about the psalm then? It does have the, um, I
1: think to you, annoying, happy ending of "O Lord of hosts. Happy is everyone who trusts in you. Hooray. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've been
0: scraping manure from
1: people's feet. (laughs) Right,
0: right. Interesting. Well, you got to end it happy. I mean, come on, come on. Well, uh, let's move on to our gospel reading for the day and see if that makes us happy um luke chapter 18 verse 9 through 14 you didn't laugh when i said that so i'm i'm hoping that <laughs> it's not like oh lord this is <laughs> this is terrible this is gonna make me cry <laughs> this is horrific <laughs> um okay now verse 9 through 14 it reads this way he also told this parable to some who trusted in th- themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. Um, I believe recently we said on the podcast that uh, I w- had, wasn't entirely sure I re- recalled the explanation of a parable being included with the parable. But I think this one kind of counts. Uh, I, I think... <laughs> I think yeah. uh I think I think it does uh here. Um and this past week, which is directly
1: before this, we're going pretty much just verse by verse these weeks, also mm-hmm. has a told them a parable about their need to pray always. Right. Not to right, lose right. heart. So yeah, right. we're we're in this series of teachings that don't occur in any other gospel. Um or any other document we can find. Mm-hmm. Not not even in the Gospels that don't count. Um, and so there's some se- sense that these were kind of floating around loose for mm-hmm. a while. And had to have some kind of introduction. You couldn't just throw a parable at someone. Um, and have them keep up. So instead of, okay, this is a parable. You listening? Okay,
0: this is a parable about. And now mm-hmm. comes the parable. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I am glad that it uh, th- this this gospel reading does me personally the disservice of explaining uh, enough that I can't make my joke. Um, <laughs> but uh, Because it does say the tax collector is standing far off uh, because initially as I'm reading this, I'm like, oh, my God, is he? Is he right there right next to him? <laughs> <laughs> as he's praying you know ah <laughs> oh, thank god i'm a, like this tax collector over here Yuck. am i right yes and, like nudging them <laughs> um but uh but yeah so um uh you've got uh the i'm trying to remember is is the gospel of luke the one where uh the pharisees are kind of the bad guys in the story not so or? much okay I, I couldn't remember yeah um so, uh, but yeah, just just this. Yeah, this. in fact,
1: um, yeah, in Luke, they're very, very close to getting it, mm. and so that makes this even more powerful. Gotcha, we got you
0: know,
1: It's not just a stock figure of jerkiness, mm-hmm. but a mm-hmm. guy that that Jesus, in real life, often has respect for and debates with a great deal of mutual respect. Right, right. Well, in the Gospel of John version. Or, or
0: Gospel no, in or Luke, Luke version
1: Yeah, and others, yeah. yeah, they're scum of the earth
0: Yeah, and I think I think I ax- did a Freudian slip there I think Luke is one of the ones who's like Yeah, they're the worst John is, yeah I keep uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> saying it wrong You yes. just you that, just
1: hate Pharisees <laughs> I just, I sure do Man, they're gonna beat you up when you get to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, and, I would too <laughs> And Well, and then you'll be able to say
0: I knew it <laughs> <laughs> I knew you guys were, were the worst. Totally worth it. Ow! <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. When you're right, you're right. Um, yeah. So this this uh, this thieves, rogues, adulterers, like it, was there ever a time where tax collectors weren't uh, uh, punching bags? You know what I mean? Like, uh, probably not. <laughs> Because I think we, I think we have talked about it uh, before on the podcast as to uh, why the tax collectors would, yeah. would would reach this level of of uh, uh, disdain. I, I, I which is which is is fair considering that they represent the oppressors, right? They were the total region.
1: collaborators and were enriching themselves by um, cheating their fellow Jews by charging them too much tax mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which the romans say great go for it that way you <laughs> yeah why not <laughs> you, you and that way we control you even more because you have no one
0: else to go to now right yeah yeah um but in this uh in this parable the tax collector the bad guy of the story um kind of uh i don't know as if repents is the right word it doesn't include language that necessarily gives off that full Understanding, um, uh, of of, like acknowledgement, but just yeah, I'm a sinner.
1: Yeah, and that's I don't deserve it. That's one of the cool things about this parable is that it's it's a more realistic conversation Mm -hmm. that humans are much more likely, if they're being honest, to just be able to talk to God about what's happening right now. And we often, um, particularly in our earliest um, attempts of prayer with God saying, you know, oh, I'm, I'll save the world if you just do this for me. And which goes back to the first reading of don't try to bribe God. Um, and here it's the tax collector just says, God, I'm a sinner. Please have mercy. Oh. And so it's a it, It's a more holy and faithful prayer because he doesn't say to God what to do. Mm-hmm. Instead, he makes himself vulnerable to God and then will wait on what will happen next, which is hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, for, for real. And of course, then 14, verse 14 says, this is the guy who went home justified, which... In this case, means righteous. It doesn't right. doesn't mean. <clears throat> that oh,
0: okay, okay. They won the I argument. Said right, but that's like yeah. as if I knew it. <laughs> Not what I meant. <laughs> ignore me. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. So it you know that and that's part of the parable punchline. Hmm. Because certain um, you know people hearing this the first time would say, "Yeah, okay, the Pharisees have, bit of a self-righteous jerk right but they certainly wouldn't think the pharisee was going to end up so much lower than the tax collector ends up right
0: That the that that the tax collector would even be kind of in a way elevated
1: very much so
0: yeah huh. um are there any other of those kind of like hidden uh hidden things in here as far as like a. a um, uh, things a, a a modern audience might overlook because of, of a reference that we don't quite get.
1: Yeah, there's so- something. I'm trying. I'm looking through my notes to see what, what it was. Um, well, the yeah the the Pharisee is presuming he's being honest Mm -hmm. is that fasting twice a week and giving up a 10th of all income is going above and beyond.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, that fasting at most was expected once a week in many circumstances, even less than that. Um, Hmm. so he is, he's definitely doing stuff. He's, um, giving a tenth of all his income not just the stuff that the bible specifically says you have to tithe Mm -hmm. um but because he's such a jerk he doesn't develop righteousness out of this
0: Hmm.
1: he's doing it for himself not for god not for
0: other people right interesting um i'm trying to see where let's take a step back uh, for a moment. Cause we've kind of been in um, we, we've been focused in on, on uh, these individual parables as readings Yeah. Uh, the, the past few weeks. Um, where are we in the story for, for the gospel of Luke? Excellent question. We're on the oh. home stretch. Okay.
1: Um, that these, these teachings are the final ones um let's see yeah jesus is arrested in um chapter 22 we're in 18 uh, about halfway through 18 and he's and between so we still have palm sunday to go even before 20 chapter 22 so th- these are the last of his road teachings on the road teachings then there'll be palm sunday and there'll be teachings um in jerusalem for a few days before okay that's too much and the romans arrest him
0: hmm Hmm. so um in a way um this is so this is like uh this is jesus's last chance to get a point across uh, exactly a a, a decent chunk of uh the people there the, the the people who have been following Yes and
1: they t- they not surprisingly they tend to be more sophisticated theologically hmm. than his earliest teachings in Luke
0: gotcha so they've kind of this is this isn't Jesus 101 this is right. uh, this is this is the uh, the next Graduate semester course yeah. yeah interesting
1: yeah so he's yeah talking about keep praying last week keep praying even when you're discouraged don't get self-righteous even Mm. if you think you know that even if you think you know you're doing everything perfectly A you're not and B that shows that you're treating your relationship with God as a competitive sport that you can win you can't right go read your um Sirach for goodness sakes
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's right the dead body guy yeah (laughs) <laughs> Very good, Peter. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um Yeah, so 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 I can I, I, I get it that 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 this would this is, it's a good reason why there would be a bunch of parables. So harder things to take and understand and leaving them with things to think about and discuss. Um as as He's uh, not going to be seeing them again. Well, at least not in this form. Right. Um,
1: and, and to be even more explicit about your question about where are we in the story, we're just one chapter away from Palm Sunday. Okay. okay. So he, it's, it's, it's possible that Luke is picturing, picturing us picturing the walls of Jerusalem are in sight. Mm -hmm. as Jesus is telling these last teachings. Right. And they're probably circumlocuting the city to get up to the Mount of Olives since they came from Galilee. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so, I mean, it's foreshadowing left, right, and center. The drums of the Roman army that's arriving because of the Passover feast and um the crowds arriving lots of hoopla lots of noise and Jesus is trying to get this message through and people are responding
0: hmm. mm-hmm. um one last question then uh, here uh the, the i'm I'm curious as to the translation at where we start in the reading uh he told this told this parable to some who quote trusted in themselves um, uh, that, 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 that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Trusted mm-hmm. in themselves. I'm kind of curious, uh, just how that would be phrased, uh, in the original language. Um, I'm just checking.
1: Yeah. Literally rely on themselves.
0: Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure if there would be any, any, any sort of, uh, interesting translation, uh, there just because it's, that's one of those things that could have a deeper or different uh, right uh, meaning in, in a different language, depending on how the, the society handles such concepts. Yeah.
1: And, you know, it'd be interesting to you know, do a focus group of stereotypical Americans to see which they thought was more insulting to say that they, that this fella trusted in himself Or relied on himself,
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um,
1: because whichever one you know poked their corpse better is the one
0: that should be used. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just poke. What'd you do on the podcast today, Ben? I poked some corpses. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to stop talking to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> nothing good, nothing good, man. Uh, good. <laughs> well. With that uh, uh, final poke of the corpse, uh, we'll call this uh, an end to your podcast. For uh, I want to uh, add one thing. Oh, please, nope, nope, never mind. The, the, the corpse's been poked. It's done. <laughs> No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. This is this is stand by me. You can poke it as much as you want. <laughs>
1: count to three okay if if one's home bible does not have the apocrypha you can buy it under a separate cover if the bible you have is something is one you have a sentimental attachment to if you don't have a sentimental attachment to it seek out a good bible translation that includes the apocrypha and if it has the apocrypha it's probably a good translation Because that means it's respectful of current scholarship and traditions
0: Okay, that's a that's a that's a good point. The the uh, a version that says like, hey, this isn't a definitive work. There's other stuff out there that's not technically included, and here's the information that's probably yeah. probably would be a good sign of like uh, being respectful to to you know. Do we count this? Do we not count this? We'll let you decide. And if you want to, just to put another little, go get yourself an apocrypha
1: um, hint. The Book of Susanna could could easily be a mini series on your favorite streaming service right now. Ooh. It is something else to read. And it's not very long, but it it's it, it is full of modern features, even though it's a couple thousand years old now. I'm just gonna go ahead and pull up Susanna real <laughs>
0: quick. All right, well hey look we gotta go. I got that's some true. More you, reading you, today. you you can just you can There you go. There you go.
1: So you could actually read off a computer screen very comfortably.
0: Gotcha. Well, yeah, uh, I've got work to do. So with <laughs> that, we're going to call to uh, an end your podcast for October 23rd, 2022, the 12th Sunday after Pentecost, sorry, 20th said the wrong word 20th uh, uh, Sunday after Pentecost. And uh, uh, we have our uh, um, church services on Sunday, eight and 10 in person. Nine o'clock educational hour in between for all ages. Uh, 10 o'clock service will be broadcast live on our YouTube channel, HFEC Videos. As always, visit our website, holyfamilyfishers.org for more information. And until next week, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.